Great to have you along for the ride. Thanks a lot for stopping by. Really glad to have this man on. He is uh, the District 6 Republican, great state of Virginia. It is Ben Klein. Ben, how are you? Good to see you. Hey, great to be with you, Joe. Big day yesterday. Just just give me your feelings that we finally got a speaker. We finally have somebody who seems to be a constitutional Republican, somebody who loves the founding of the country and actually wants to go by the rule of law. Are we good? Uh, absolutely. You know, he and I are both uh, subcommittee chairman under Jim Jordan's leadership on the Judiciary Committee. We've uh, learned from him and uh, we're all about fundamental principles. He speaks the language because he truly believes in this country, its greatness, and uh, and wants to make it even better. So he's going to do all he can, and I'm going to do all I can to help him. Uh, Representative uh, Klein is on the Judiciary Committee, as he said, Appropriations Committee, the Budget Committee. You can solve every problem, it turns out, Ben. Well, we've got a lot of opportunities, <laughs> and we got a lot of problems, unfortunately. Yeah, when it comes to appropriations, this is the one thing that people bring up to me all the time, and I'd love to get your take on this. You guys have the purse strings. It's not just something that we say. It's true. It's constitutional. So when you say we're going to defund 87,000 IRS agents, you should be able to because of the leverage that the House has with the purse strings. Hey, Chuck Schumer, if you want this thing, you're going to have to get rid of the 87,000. I mean, that sort of was why Kevin McCarthy didn't work out, right? He didn't use the leverage properly. Well, it is about leverage, and it's about using that leverage. You're absolutely right. And what you have is a Senate that knows the game, plays the game, and uh, believes that more spending, the better. So when we approach the Senate, we have to be strategic. We can't just say we want to hold spending steady or we want to uh, defund 87,000 IRS agents but not really mean it. We've got to use the power of the purse to, to leverage uh, for those changes, those fundamental changes that are truly necessary to save this republic. You know, we're in big trouble with uh, $33 trillion in debt and a deficit that's doubled in just the past couple of years from $1 trillion a year. Now it's $2 trillion a year. And uh, we, it's not sustainable with the inflation we've got. We'll be Greece in no time. Representative. Joe Biden told us he, he cut the deficit by $1.7 trillion. What are you talking about? He, he has actually lowered the debt, although he's got no debt ceiling now. When you hear messaging like that, when you know the narrative is just to convince people that what they're saying is true, but you know that it's not true, how do you counteract that other than like shows like mine? It, it is challenging when the media uh, uh, in large part is against you and you only have a, a few great shows like yours that are out there with the truth. Uh, you have got to... Uh, really push back. You push back on the House floor. You push back in the media. You push back when you're back with your constituents. You know, just because Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi cut a multi-trillion dollar spending bill one year, and then the next year they didn't uh, cut a an American Rescue Plan style bill, he says, "Oh, I cut spending." Well, no, you didn't. You just cut the increase right. in spending because you. Uh, didn't have this ridiculous runaway spending two years in a row. Well, it's really having an impact on people's uh, budgets at the pump, at the grocery store, and we have got to slow the great growth in spending so that we can slow the inflation rate and actually uh, return more power to families in terms of spending power. I think I think it's the good news is Americans aren't buying it. Whatever the narrative is, they're not buying it. Uh, when you say that uh, you know uh, people are really starting to benefit from this inflation reduction plan no no they're not they're paying seventeen thousand more a year now than they were just under trump uh, for just regular goods regular stuff people can't go on vacation people can't save any money paycheck to paycheck is really happening is that what you've got to drive home to make sure that you you get a better decision for the white house next year well uh, we are going to be uh, very competitive for taking back the white house we 
are, are thrilled that Joe Biden is uh, you know, running because as my colleagues like to say, get him his milk, get him his cookies, get him a nap because we need him on the ballot in November. Yes. He's so unpopular. Uh, we're gonna be able to take back the White House and take the Senate back and actually empower our speaker, our new speaker, Mike Johnson, and begin to uh, actually implement these conservative goals that we have had for several years. You and I and, and millions of Americans are fans of Jim Jordan, as you said in the beginning. We've had him on the show many times. He would have been a great speaker. He really would have been. I had Nancy Mace on Monday. She said there was a lot of backstabbing going on in the basement of the House of Representatives. Then I had Andy Biggs on yesterday who agreed with that. What was the problem with Jim Jordan? What were these people saying? Because Mike Johnson, for my money, is just as conservative as Jordan. But for some reason, there isn't this, this sort of animosity. It was very frustrating. I've been a champion of Jim Jordan since the day I got here. Uh, back in 2019 and pushing for him to be our speaker ever since. I, I pushed for him to be speaker all the way up to the floor. And when it became apparent that there were several uh, old guard and appropriators and other members of, of Congress who uh, held grudges for many, many years and wanted to deny him the speakership, even though they had just been complaining that uh, even though a majority of the conference voted for Steve Scalise, he did not have the 217 votes to be right. speaker. So uh, they wanted uh, a scalp, they wanted retribution, they wanted actually to uh, have a victory over their old nemesis, Jim Jordan, and, and they took it out on him in a secret ballot, which was uh, particularly uh, unfortunate because uh, you know he was uh, so close on the floor, but yet when he went downstairs and, and uh, they took a vote in, in a secret ballot to remove him from the as the nominee, uh, a majority voted to remove him. So uh, we, uh, do, we do have a deep bench. We have a wealth of quality uh, candidates and, and Mike Johnson stepped up and he was the one who everybody agreed is a, a good, honest man, a humble man, a Christian man, and he will take those qualities uh, and the leadership that he exhibits was on display today. Uh, we were able to pass uh, one of the 12 appropriations bills were back moving forward and we're going to get these bills done and hopefully we get to avoid any continuing resolutions or need to kick the can down the road. Klein.house.com. It's uh, C-L-I-N-E. It's uh, U.S. Representative uh, District 6 Republican, great state of Virginia, Ben Klein. Uh, I don't want to make this a daytime soap opera. I'll just throw this out there. If you want to comment, cool. If not, cool. Uh, Matt Gates says that uh, this was all spearheaded by, by, uh, by McCarthy. Kevin McCarthy did all he could to stop Scalise and, and Jim Jordan from becoming the speaker. Anything to that? Well, I, I don't know the true backstory. I, I do know that, uh, you know, when Speaker McCarthy was removed as Speaker and the motion to vacate uh, triggered by Matt Gates and, and uh, the eight Republicans voted with the Democrats, uh, he was very upset about that. He thought that he was uh, doing a good job as Speaker and he wanted to continue as Speaker. So um, I do know that there were a number of members toward the end in the balloting, even though McCarthy was not on the ballot, they were voting other, they were writing in okay. his name, and uh, he, whether it was him or whether it was his supporters, they were trying to keep him relevant uh, to the conversation in case Johnson didn't make it across the finish line. Now, I'm, I'm glad Johnson did make it across the finish line. I think most, well, he was unanimously supported in the conference. At the end of the day, when the roll call was heard, not a single Republican voted against him. So we've got that unanimity. We've got that momentum moving forward, and we want to use that momentum to get conservative victories.
U.S. Representative Ben Klein from Virginia. You know, it's interesting watching Mike uh, Johnson get the get the gavel was a very good thing. I celebrated it. You celebrated it. Most people who are conservative in America thought it was great. You know, what my listeners and, and, and emailers and, and those who partake in my show said they, they asked, Joe, why would the, the middle of the road moderate even rhino Republicans vote for this guy? That's what their fear was. So how was he able to get both sides, very conservative and not as conservative Republicans to vote for him? Well, he is a conservative. He's chair of the Constitution subcommittee, but he's also the type of member who reaches out across the spectrum of the conference. He was chairman of the Republican Study Committee, which is our largest conference. It's not the Freedom Caucus. It's the uh, next most conservative conference, which has about 170 members. And uh, it, it actually is the center of our conference. And so uh, there were conservatives. I'm a member. I'm the budget committee chairman of the RSC, in addition to being on freedom. But uh, I also work with others in the RSC who are more moderate, and he did too. And so he's got those relationships, and he used them to his advantage. Well, I think it's great. And, and hopefully going forward, it's going to be even better. I love that that he's already broken out one of the 12. I had When I had Rand Paul on from the Senate, he said, we just want the House to not do this omnibus stuff and not do this, this CR stuff. Let's break it down like it constitutionally should be and do 12 separate debates on 12 separate items. Is that going to happen for all 12? It's, it's happening now. We, you know, the energy and water bill had uh, a ton of Green New Deal funding in it last year. Uh, We stripped all of it out. We stripped all of the woke and weaponization of government against small businesses, against families, trying to go after washing machines, dishwashers, all of the appliances, stripped all of that out and uh, passed a a lean conservative bill that is going to stand up. You know, the Senate hasn't passed one appropriations bill. They're already trying to cobble them together into small omnibus bills called minibuses. Those don't fly over in in the House and we're going to force them to come to the table with individual appropriations bills. When it comes to Ukraine and Israel, the president obviously wants to put them together, 60 billion more for Ukraine and 15 or 60, whatever it is for, for Israel. Those conflicts have nothing to do with each other and tying them together doesn't make any sense. I know that he's working on our psyche and, and our, our moral standing in this country that we'd say, yeah, we should help out all innocent people. But having said that, these are very, very different Will you be able to, in the House, separate those two and say, no, 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 we've got to vote individually on this one and that one? Absolutely. And and that is our intention is to pass a standalone funding bill for Israel, stand with our ally. You know, our ally Israel uh, is is not a, a cash poor or weapons poor country. They right. have the weapons they need. They may need uh, help with the Iron Dome, some of the technology to go with the Iron Dome. We can help with that. We've got our carriers in the Med and and, and in the Gulf to at the ready. Uh, if things really break out into a regional conflict, we're protecting our own men and women in uniform who are stationed in the Middle East. But uh, we're not going to throw a bunch of money into a black hole in Israel uh, at a corrupt country or a country with a history of corruption like Ukraine. Yeah. Ukraine has that history. They have. Uh, Uh, And we have been throwing money at this uh, war with very little accountability on our end. And we need to, uh, if there is a single dollar spent on Ukraine, uh, it has to be it has to be that we track down all the previous dollars that have been spent in Ukraine, make sure they have been spent for what they were supposed to be spent. And we shouldn't spend another dollar uh, if we haven't accommodated or accomplished our goal of following all of the dollars.
that's not nefarious. We just want to know where the money's going. And I think many Americans didn't realize that we have, since the 1990s, been sending $300 million a year over to Ukraine, that we don't know where the accounting is. As, as you said, we all know it's, a, it's been a very corrupt country for a long time. I mean, is there an accounting? Can you, as a U.S. representative today, Ben, can you go and get the accounting for the $130 billion that we've already sent or not? No, when we have tried to pass amendments demanding uh, a line by line for all of the money and how it was spent, those have been defeated by Democrats and Republicans who support unlimited checkbook, uh, wow. unlimited checks going to Ukraine. When it comes to Ukraine, just like Afghanistan, uh, I, as a regular American, don't know what victory looks like. Do we know what victory looks like? Do we know how we stop all of this money going over there and when we know that Russia, Ukraine is done? Uh, we don't, and this administration has not done a good job of articulating that game plan, that goal for victory in Ukraine. And until they do that, uh, I don't think there's the appetite for any more money for Ukraine in the House. Well, the new uh, uh, new Speaker of the House, and again, it's District, uh, District 6 Republican, Great State of Virginia, Ben Klein. Ben, we appreciate you coming on. Well, the new Speaker, will we start seeing some impeachment movement? Because we've got Joe Biden now, where we've got a, a $200,000 check from his brother. His son was renting his own house for 50000 a month. We've got some, some guy that worked with the FBI for 10 years, the DOJ for 10 years, on an FD-1023 saying that we know $5 million went to this guy, $5 million went to that guy, and we're all sitting here, and Biden's walking around like there's nothing going on. Is, is something going to happen with that? Yeah, as you know, with these investigations, uh, they, they drag on for a while as the investigation is taking place. But when the facts are finally uncovered and they come to light, things move very quickly. Watergate happened the same way. There was the Watergate inquiry. Then at the end, you had a lot of things break very quickly. Things are starting to break in this case. We're starting to see bank statements, uh, checks, evidence of money flowing directly to Joe Biden. And uh, so the Judiciary Committee stands ready to follow those facts where they lead. Uh, James Comer is finishing up his investigation, but we want to give him the time to get all those facts and to put them in order for the Judiciary Committee if it's going to go down the road of an impeachment. Yeah, he and Jordan are doing great. I, I, I agree with you. But, you know, it's recent history. It just now happened. And conservatives in this country are wondering, how did they impeach Trump on a phone call and on an allegation of incitement that he didn't do? How did they impeach him twice and we can't impeach Biden yet at all? And the guy just looks dirty as can be. So, I mean, is it about is it a matter of crossing the T's and dotting the I's and hopefully Democrats being forced to to agree that this guy's no good? Or, or I mean, is, am I missing something in the speed at which Nancy Pelosi did it? And as long as it's taking for Republicans to do it. Well, and as we know, Nancy Pelosi was never one to adhere to the uh, traditions of the That's House yeah. or uh, the rule of law. And so she pretty much violated all the norms and traditions of the House when she moved so quickly to impeach Donald Trump. Uh, and we're not going to uh, double down with uh, two wrongs in this case. We're going to make sure that we follow everything uh, by the book, that we follow the facts and uh, they and we will act uh, very, very quickly uh, when this is all wrapped up by yeah. James Comer and presented to the Judiciary Committee, you will see an expeditious move on the part of Jim Jordan. Representative, I appreciate the time to tell you one last quick question. With a new speaker in the, uh, in the House of Representatives, I'm here in San Antonio, Texas, although we're on hundreds of stations around the country. You know, we see the impact of illegal immigration every single day here. And guess what? You're seeing it in Virginia. They're seeing it everywhere in this country with seven to eight million that we know about, forgetting about the gotaways. What can now happen with a, a firm constitutional speaker of the House in helping to shore up the border, knowing the Senate and the president are not going to agree with you?
Well, that's where we have leverage. We are insisting not just on throwing money at the problem of the border because funding more immigration judges and just easing the process that currently exists for illegals to enter this country and stay in this country is not gonna fly. We need changes to the laws. We need remain in Mexico, put it back in place and uh, implemented. And we need to make sure that we make those policy changes. So we're gonna leverage the power of the purse to get those policy changes done. Uh, and, and this speaker is intent on making that happen. Very, very optimistic about the new speaker and really glad that somebody like you is in the House as well. It's uh, Representative Ben Klein, District 6 Republican, great state of Virginia. He's on the House Judiciary, Appropriations and Budget Committees. Ben, thanks a million for coming on today. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, Joe. All right, we're back after this. Stay right here. Joe Pags. to have you the Joe Pack show on your radio, on your device, on your TV. How are you happy to be watching it? Maybe even you listen to the podcast. Appreciate you stopping by. Really good to have Ben Klein on, and uh, we'll have him on again. Next hour, it's going to be Victor Avila. He is a former federal agent. He's an expert on the border. We're going to get into exactly what's going on on the border. I've also got uh, audio and video from Corrine Jean-Pierre, from uh, Dan Goldman, from a bunch of people today who just don't make any sense, and I've got to expose them. Jamal Bowman, by the way. The uh, U.S. representative out of New York is uh, facing the music because he pulled that fire alarm. Carrie, did you see the new video released today of him actually pulling the fire alarm? No, I didn't see the new video. Heard about the news. He walks but... in, takes down the, the warning signs, you know, about it's a fire oh, alarm. He, he literally takes them down, and then you see him pull the fire alarm. It's yeah, that's so a stupid. problem. That's, you know what uh, I mean? So he's facing charges now. We'll talk about that. And I'm now hearing some rumblings that the FBI may be trying to get this this alleged shooter Yes. in Maine to come out of his house or something. We'll get an update on that yep. after the top of the hour as well. So keep it right here. We've got that for you. A whole lot more coming your way, including Oregon again has decided that minorities are not as smart as white kids. That's literally what they're doing with these stupid moves in Oregon. So we'll make sure that we bring that to you as well. 888-941-PAGS, 888-941-7247, JoePags.com. If you're leaving the radio, you want to watch the program, you can go to Rumble, look up Joe Pags. It's live there. Just go to JoePags.com, click on Watch Now for Twitch. Click on Rumble for the Rumble feed or keep it right on the radio. Joe Pack coming back. Stay here. This is the Joe Pack Show.